Welcome back. Continuing over here on beautiful Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pasha Shoftim. Continuing with Or Yisrael. We're in the middle of Mikhtav Yodalid. <clears throat> Rabbi Sol Salanter has been um, explaining to us why it is that Elul doesn't affect us the way it should. Elul. Elul's here. Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner. We should all be saying the whole Sefer Tillam every single day, going to the Mikvah every morning, davening Vasik and getting up early, staying up late. Learning non-stop, mitzvahs non-stop, tzedakah non-stop. We're about to be judged for the entirety of 5782, for the entirety of 5783. And we're all in big trouble. We're all in big trouble. And we're sleeping still. We're not taking Elul seriously. Those of you souls trying to figure this out, this pathological reaction that we have, that who are the people that said to you soul that take Elul seriously? The people that have less to worry about. The tzaddikim, the g'dayli ador. They're the people that are getting nervous, sittering, learning musr, learning more, davening better. The people that have less to worry about are more serious. The people that have more to worry about are less serious. What's going on? Rabbi Sol told us that there's two main factors over here. A spiritual, lamalam and ateva and lamatam and ateva. Ruchnius and gashmius. He said the, the uh, factor in gashmius is routine. We just get used to what we're doing. We, we've gotten used to the last 11 months of not being in, in Rosh Hashanah mode ever since they blew the shayfar at the end of Ne'ilah. We got used to going back to our routine, back to regular life. We don't think anymore. We don't, we don't um, um, take the time to stop and, and really process what's going on around us because we're victims of routine. So routine is one thing that blinds us to, to, to Elul because we're just caught up in our, our you know, we get up, we, we learn a little bit, we eat breakfast, we learn a little bit, we go to work maybe, we learn, we, we eat, we go to sleep. We repeat the cycle again and again and again and again. Good. So that's one thing that, that, that desensitizes us. And the other, he said, the spiritual factor was Averis. Averis, Timtum Alev. And Avera creates Timtum Alev. Timtum Alev is that our minds get, get all mess, messed up. Our minds are not able to, our minds, not just our routine, not just physical, like, uh, routine that desensitizes physical num- numbness. There's a mental numbness. Our minds are like on, on Novocaine. Our minds are on anesthesia. Our brains have been shot up with, with, with uh, laughing gas. And that's what an Aveira does. Aveira, <laughs> an Aveira has the power to, to just cloud and confuse our thinking and our seichel. We just don't relate to, to Elul the way it should be related to. We don't, we don't grasp it. We don't, we don't appreciate it because our minds have been shot up with Novocaine. That's what Avera's do. So Rabbi Saul was telling us, he started saying the way to escape the spiritual, the, the, the numbing of the mind, the supernatural symptom alev that the Avera causes, the only way to get out of that is by learning Musr. You learn Musr and that will get you out of the symptom um, alev of the, the um, mesmerizing of the mind. That's what Musr will do. Musr will wake the mind back up again. Musr will let us take something very personally and very practically. And that's what Musr does. But Rav now is going to continue and he's going to now speak out that there's another problem that goes hand in hand with the routine that we're all enslaved to, with the daily grind that just, again, we go through cycles and cycles and cycles, the same process again and again and again, day in, day out, that prevents us from taking life seriously and L seriously. There's something else to hand in hand, side by side with routine, that's also getting in the way of us even being receptive to learning Musr. 
So remember, we were soul, no one was as practical as Rebisol Salanter. No one was on the mark with understanding how people worked from Rebisol Salanter. And no one was, therefore, more insightful and, and, and better at, 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 at excelling at guiding us in, in, in a very uh, productive way than Rebisol Salanter. So he speaks at this point yeah, Musr is the key. Musr is the key, but there's something that we're still up against that's going to prevent us, that we have to be aware of, that's going to prevent us from being, even being receptive to learning Musr. During Elul, we want to sit and learn Musr. If we learn Musr, that'll wake our mind back up again. It'll get us to see, wow, I'm talking such big trouble, and I haven't been taking anything seriously, and I've been put to sleep. My mind has been put to sleep. My mind has been numbed by all my affairs. Musr will wake us up when we learn Musr properly, as an ASIC, as a, as a study. But there's something in the way of that. That's where we're up to Ubavadai. We said, yes, Ubavadai is supposed to be I was Makabal from Rabbi Seinu that Ubavada is a new paragraph over here. And uh, we still do we still have those photocopies or people keep hiding them. Okay, we're gonna continue though, yeah? yeah. Ubavada he says Rabbi Yisrael. Gam What gets in the way is not just routine, but is the environment. Our environment also plays a big role in this. In other words, there's my own internal routine. That's the factor within nature, the, the Gashmi's factor, that gets me numbed to, to um, Elul. But there's an environmental factor also. Ulazois, um, Atta, now, based on where we live and how we live and our surroundings, Levadzi, Bas Hagashmi is, Hiha Histamus. Aside from the threat that we have, uh, that's getting in the way of us appreciating Elo, which is just, you know, that we're stuck in routine, we're stuck in our daily grind. We also have histamus. Histamus means following the herd, doing what everybody else around us is doing. Histamus, just, you know, mimicking everybody else also mindlessly, a herd mentality. Asher ha'adam, ha'ikar hu'rakit kaif, lazayz kemaisa achirin b'mabushim v'chayaytzei. Look, this, 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 uh, the, the uh, cynical, scathing Lashon of Rabbi Yisrael. People were like monkeys. A bunch of monkeys. So a herd, yeah, a herd mentality, a herd of monkeys. That we just imitate. We, 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 without even realizing it, we do what everyone else is doing. We dress the way everybody else dresses, as Rabbi Yisrael, the Chayotze. Um, we want to drive the same cars we see everybody else is driving. We want to... You know, we go over to someone's house, we get invited for Zuru, look how they have their dining room decorated, look how they have their living room, i, I got to get a catch like that. I have to have a potted plant on this nice little table in the same place that they have the potted plant. I have to have a picture of a kaisel over here. That's such a nice idea, they have a picture of the kaisel. Let me do what makes sense for me. You know, maybe it doesn't make sense for me to have the potted plant on the table over there, to have the picture of the kaisel over there, to have this kind of chandelier, this kind of dining room table, to dress this way, even to daven in a certain way. We, we imitate and, and mimic, uh, emulate what we see around us. Um, everyone daven a certain way, we're going to end up davening the way our environment davens. Everyone talks a certain way, conducts themselves in a certain way, the environment rubs off on us. So says Rabbi Yisrael, this is another threat that's getting in the way of us taking Elul seriously, and not just taking Elul seriously, a threat that's in the way of us heeding the cry of Rabbi Yisrael and, and learning a little bit of Musr just to wake us up. Says Rabbi Yisrael, you have to know what you're up against. You're up against your environment, and, and this is, again, the same way I was makabal from Rabbi Sinu that Ubavada is supposed to be a new paragraph. This paragraph is supposed to continue over here. Bezois is really a hemshach of this paragraph. It continues. Um, Bezois. 
So the environment has an effect on us. And Elul, which is a time that we definitely want to take seriously, and we definitely want to be waken up over there, awakened, and we want to be shaken up, and we want to be in tune with what's right around the corner, which is Rosh Hashanah. We want to start improving ourselves and getting our act together, and that has to be through Musr, and that's the starting point. Our environment plays into this also. And the environment of Klai has changed. We, we don't have those role models anymore that we used to. We don't have the people. Rasol is saying this. You know, he's writing this 150 years ago. And he's writing that 150 years ago already, we don't have, imagine, you know, imagine what we would give to see the role models that Rasol lived with, right? Rasol lived with uh, Reb Zundel from Salat. That's the one that inspired Rasol to become the progenitor, the founder of the Muslim movement. Um... Not that he was, I mean, he was a, a nister. Reb Zundel was a nister. So that's not the role models, you know, that we would have liked. But imagine being able to see Reb Zundel, you know. Being able to say, Reb Petrberger, or, or um, the other Talmidim. Not totally Amsterdam. The Talmidim of Reb the Talmidim. And yet Reb is still saying cynically, we don't have the role models we used to have. Kleisel used to have really, you know, powerful role models. You would just go into a Shul Elo. And you would see the altar, your Yidin, these old Yidin, that were just El came and they, they would be crying. They'd be shaking, they'd be trembling. You would see that. And that would rub off on you. Asher It used to be, says Rabbi Yisrael, maybe he's talking about what he remembers as a youth or what his parents told him. It used to be El time, Kla Yisrael would sit there. Kla Yisrael would, you'd see these people shaking and trembling and crying. Now, how many people do we see like that? Really? Nowadays, how many people do we see around like that? Um, and we're here in an Adatan community, with Baruch Hashem, with an Adatan community, Kailo, with a lot of B'nai Torah that sit and learn. Imagine, even in the yeshivas, someone in a yeshiva, you see people in the yeshivas, and the yeshivas, you see them in the yeshivas, we have yeshiva Baruch here with us. You see them in the yeshivas, people in the yeshivas that are crying during Elul. Rosh Hashanah, maybe you hear people crying sometimes. Everyone knows the Arizal says you're supposed to cry in Rosh Hashanah, so everyone makes sure they try to cry at some point over Rosh Hashanah. Right, Yom Kippur, people take Yom Kippur, but Elul, Elul, even in the yeshivas, even in the yeshivas, you see people crying and shaking and trembling, and panicking, uh, not panicking, quaking, taking Elul seriously. Where do you see that? It says if you saw, Yidin used to see that. We used to see that. You would go into a shul, you'd be a Pashid Yid, you'd go into a shul 200, 300 years ago, and you see Klai Yisrael very emotionally distraught during Elul. During and that would make a very strong impression on the people that were in that environment. And I would be caught up in that environment. It would be a vibe. It would be a thing. And I would say, wow, Elul. I would feel Elul just by virtue of the fact that I'm in the presence of people that are feeling Elul. I would feel Elul. I, I, I would pull down from the shelf a shari tshuva. And I would sit and get into the Elul frame of mind. I would get into it because I would be surrounded by people that were into it. They were into it. But at this point now, if we don't have that starting point from our environment, where is it going to come to us? We don't have that environment anymore. We have, we're, 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 we're monkeys that are in, in the presence of monkeys that are just 
monkeying, monkeying around during Elul the same way we've been monkeying around all year round. We don't have that limud. And Rebbe Sorrell is telling us this. We would think, you know, so why are you telling me this? So, so we're, we're, taka, we're, 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 we're a lost cause. What do you want me to do, Rebbe Sorrell? Want me to go back 200 years? You want me to go back 300 years and start to take Elul a little more seriously than I used to? I, I, I can't. And I'm stuck here in the year 2022. Tavshin Pei Beis. Yisrael was stuck in the 1850s. He definitely couldn't go back to time, but he, at least he had people in the 1850s that we, we don't even have those people anymore. And he's telling us cynically that a third factor, which is really 2B, again, there was a spiritual factor and the physical factor. The physical factor was the routine that, that desensitizes us to Elul because we're caught in the routine and we don't think. And together with that, he's saying side by side is the environmental factor. We're surrounded by people that just aren't taking Elul seriously. We're surrounded by people that aren't taking Elul seriously. How can we be more serious than our surroundings? There's no vibe of Elul. Yeah, they blow the shoifer. Very nice. They blow the shoifer. Right? As soon as they're done blowing the shoifer, everybody takes off their towels until if they still had the money even by the shoifer. They run out the door. They go, okay, so you didn't stick around for a shear. Gishmak, we do that all year round too. Then it's off to work. Hi-ho. Hi-ho. So off to work we go. And, and we leave the shaifer behind. We leave Allah behind. So what, 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 does so, what, what does Rabbi Israel want from us? What does he want with the, the fact that he's confronting us with our environments also numbing us to Allah? What he wants is not to make us feel hopeless, but if we understand this, then we are going to be more determined on our own to bring Musr into our own lives. And we'll realize that we can't rely on the environment. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to realize that you can't rely on your environment. You can't rely on the fact that the yeshiva during Elul puts in an extra Musr Seder. You can't rely on the yeshiva. You can't rely on the mashgiach giving starke shmuzen during Elul. You can't rely on the Rosh Hashiva giving more serious talks during the month of Elul. Because Lamaisa, if you, when the moment we rely on the environment to carry us, it's a disaster. It's a lost cause because the environment is just desensitized. The environment, we're in an environment that people don't take Elul. The environment, the klal, is not in the Elul mindset anymore. It's not in the Elul vibe anymore. If we know this, then we know not to rely on the environment. If we know this, then we have an impetus that we have to be self-made people. We have to find the spark within ourselves to understand, A, that the crowd is taking me the wrong direction. The crowd, my, my crowd is taking me away from Elul. B, my Averis are taking me away from Elul because my Averis are, are, are numbing my mind. And I just don't relate to Elul. I don't relate to the Yemadim. I don't relate to it on personal level. And it is very personal because personally we're all in big trouble. And finally, my routine is, is um, taking me away from being able to appreciate Elul. And Yusuf wants us to realize all three things and to realize <coughs> that there is a Yemadim coming. We are all in big trouble. And the only way that I'm going to be able to escape these three factors and have any chance of surviving Roshana is to fight fact these factors and to wake myself up, and that's through Musr again, through Musr, which personalizes the situation and makes the situation very practical. Let's see. Um, yeah, Ochein. Sibas Haruchnius. From all three factors, the one place that we need to start and make a foundation from is Ruchnius. In other words, if I can spark my Ruchnius, if I can spark my mind to start taking things seriously, to start thinking, processing, 
and embracing the situation at hand, if I can escape the symptom of leaving my mind, that's the foundation upon which everything else must be established. Lafi haruz. Asher cherdas ha'elu kemat nichpesa. Rachman l'tzlan. And that's where the, the, the real fear of Elul is nearly extinguished. Is nearly extinguished. And nearly extinguished by Tim Tamalev, nearly extinguished by the routine, and nearly extinguished by my environment. Um, period. Now, at this point, I, I don't know, for, I, I, don't, I don't remember being macabre anything over here, but putting, going with the way we've been approaching this, the, we, I spoke at what I was macabre from Rabbi Sainu with where there's supposed to be a beginning of a new paragraph and where there wasn't supposed to be a new paragraph. I believe that if we follow with this over here, there should be a new paragraph once again. I'm speaking this out on my own. This is Das Atzmi. This I don't remember hearing from Rabbi Seinu, but I, it could be they said, and I just didn't remember. But Lachari here now begins another new paragraph. This is where the next paragraph should begin. And But before that, he says that the spark of Elul is nearly lost. Is nearly lost. And he says nearly lost to make it clear that it's not entirely lost. Here's saying a beautiful idea, Rabbi Yisrael. That as much as Timtum Halev encases my soul and encases my mind, and as much Novocaine gets shot up into my brain by all my Averis, by all my Averis, <coughs> there's always somewhere there, at the very core, at the very center, a... a, a, a um, Spark as much as it's encased, as much as it is being eclipsed and overshadowed by all of the numbing and all of the desensitization, there's always a spark in the center. That's my neshama, my ikr neshama, which can be fanned back into flames. It almost sounds like a chasid shavart, right? Almost sounds like, you know, a chasid shavart over here, says Rabbi Yisrael, that the spark remains all the way on the inside. But he's speaking to us practically, saying that no year is really ever hopeless, is beyond hope. Every it has that pintala um, spark inside that is the point from which you can, you can rebuild and you can reignite and you can actually get back into Elul. It's just a matter of reaching it and accessing it and fanning it back into a flame. But, um, excuse me. The, the, the uh, understanding behind what Rabbi Saul is saying is that even with all, a year who's been fry for 20, 30, 40 years, all of the Averis, imagine the, the, the degree of symptom how late this guy has, the, the degree of spiritual illness that he's suffering, he's always going to have a spark inside where his, the, the, the Shama, his rational thought, his mind, his seichel can be accessed. That's because he's still alive. If he's still alive, he still has a neshama. If he still has a neshama, we can bring it back to life. That's really the, the approach. So we can go with the chasidisha, you know, the the nekuda hapanimis is always there. A, a practical level, what that means is if you're alive, you have a neshama. If you have a neshama, we can wake that neshama back up again. We can wake, wake up your spirituality because it's still there. It's always there if you're still alive. If you're still, the moment that you lose your neshama, you're dead. Dead people can't be inspired to take Elul seriously. Of course not. People that are really dead, because they're dead. People that aren't dead are alive. If you're alive, you still have a neshama somewhere, and we can we can write we can we can reach out and try to access that neshama. Yes, that's what Rishol is saying over here. So it's kemat nichbisa from the environmental factors that no one around us takes Elul seriously, from the routine factors. My routine has gotten me to become in, enslaved to uh, not thinking. 
and the spiritual factor, which is my averus, have 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 desensitized my mind and my brain from relating to what's going on around me, from personalizing what's going on around me. But since it's kemat nichbesa, we can bring it back to life. And here we begin a, a new paragraph. And well, how do we bring it back to life? We bring it back to life by injecting ourselves with Musr. Injecting our, our, ourselves with Musr. And when we do that, there is hope we can now take El seriously. Because Musr, again, makes everything real, makes everything practical, makes everything personal. I relate to it. I worked on it. I schwitzed on learning up Musr. It's an ASIC. And I internalize it. When I internalize it, wow, this is talking to me. It's relating to me. It's Nagay to me. Elul's relevant to me. Where have I been this whole time? So let's do a few more lines before we break for Shabbos. There's a problem now, since we saw again following us on this journey where he's waking us up and shaking us up and getting us to take Elul seriously. Once we do that, though, we meet a catch-22. We come slamming into this brick wall at, 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 at 200 miles an hour. What, what's that? The moment we begin to take Elul seriously, we suddenly find ourselves immobilized. <laughs> we hit the wall. Why? Here's the catch-22. We take Ella seriously, we wake up and look back at the last 11 months, and we say to ourselves, what? We say, we need to change something. We need to change a lot. A lot. It's something we need to change everything, right? We look back at the last 11 months, when we start to take Ella seriously, and Rosh Hashanah seriously, we start to learn Muslim, we say, only two words that can be said. Only two words can be said when, when we start to become serious. We look inside, we look outside, and we see Rosh Hashanah is coming, Yamadin is coming, the angels themselves tremble on Rosh Hashanah, right? It's fearsome, it's frightening. And there's only two words that can capture our reaction. And those two words are Those are the two words, the only two words that a yid can say. And we're immobilized. What are we supposed to do? The result is one step ahead of us always. Like eight or nine steps ahead of us, a few hundred steps ahead of us. Says if you saw, he knows this is what's coming. When we remove ourselves, even momentarily, our soiled clothes that we've been wearing all year round, that's the Timtum HaLev that the Avera encases us with, doesn't let us appreciate and personalize what's going on. We put on our sackcloth. In other words, to, we're, we're, to, to take seriously almost like in, in, in mourning and in sadness and in, in trembling what we were doing the last 11 months. Nira Ba'alil, we will see clearly, we will see acutely, how much we have to, now, lefachet, again, that's how much we have to panic and to tremble. It starts with panic, it leads to trembling, everyone according to where he is. Exponentially, look at this. He's not saying kefal. He's not saying kefal kiflaim. Kiflay, kiflay, kiflaim. Exponentially, how much we have to be afraid, fearful, and nervous, than we were till now, in the last 11th, 11 months of just sleepfulness. Uvichlau, and it leads us to an observation, which, which is malasis. What am I supposed to do? I'm stuck. We're, I'm frozen. We're immobilized. I turn around and see, I'm in such big trouble. I've been doing so many Averis. I'm so stuck. I'm so... I, I, I'm, I'm so polluted. I'm in such trouble. And Pratim Rabbim 
you know, I have so much to do tshuva, so much I have to work out. Each person according to where he's holding, and according to his tchunasai. Matzav and tchunasai, what's Rabbi Yisrael mean by matzav and tchunasai? Matzav means just my state of averis, you know, how, many, how much tshuva I have to make. And tchunasai means my personality, how much of my personality has my specific personality, my midas. My midas that have to be worked out, my uh, characteristics that have to be reined in, that have to be refined. Gevald, I'm in such big trouble. Taka, oive. So Bisrael now, again, being ahead of the game, being ahead of us and leading us along over here, says, yeah, we figure out how to get us alerted and woken up to Elul. We figure out how to escape the three factors that bring us down and how to take Elul seriously. The moment we begin to take Elul seriously, the reaction is that of just being immobilized, being frozen. How am I supposed to proceed? Taka, three weeks now to Rosh Hashanah, three weeks till the Yemadin, and I have so much I've got to take care of. Oy vey. What am I supposed to do? We will stop over here. Mir Hashem. On Monday, we'll leave off over the weekend on a cliffhanger over here. In this state of, 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 of hysterical panic and uh, immobilization. We'll continue Mr. Hashem Monday. We'll see how Rabbi Sol is going to take us forth through this impasse, through this brick wall. Rabbi Sol always will faithfully lead us forward. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Amen. Be well, Rabbi Say. Be well.